Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Fickle Watch, day three. (laughs) Catch the fever. It is Friday, February 7th, 2020. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my righteous co-host, Matt Sheehan. Mm. Matt, what's up? Ah, uh, just feeling gnarly, you know? I feel like that's a good word to go with righteous. Am I, I on the point there or no? Um, I was thinking of righteous more of the not X Games righteous. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Like, well, that's where my mind went, so sorry about that, but I'm feeling good otherwise. How are you doing, Like well? righteous in the sense of I'm about to stand up on a soapbox and let some people mm-hmm. have it. Yeah, just do the free press's job once again. You know, I thought leaving the journalism uh, career three years ago would have me stop producing stories, but hey, here we are. You know, someone's got to do it, and it's no one in their office, so sometimes it's nice to light a fire. We'll get it uh, to that in segment two or three, though. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we're going to talk about Michigan State playing Michigan in basketball and uh, a truly incredible side story um, that is unfolding and developing uh that is not not by the free press though it's not unfolding developing by them just let let that be known before we go any further in this we'll talk about that uh in a little bit we're gonna start though matt with fickle watch okay all right all right let's we've i was gonna say let's get happy but are we happy right now with all this going on or what's what's the temperature in the room will we've got conflicting reports which is always exciting we've got a process that is either done or hasn't even started yet it is truly wild times. Um, we're going to get into all of it here in just a second. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. Cool. Um, I had an interesting day. Did you? Yeah, I um, went to war with legions of Kentucky football fans. Now, if I told you that the first thing when you woke up this morning, what, what would your reaction have been if I shook you out and said, Will, Will, you got to wake up. You got to fight some Wildcats today, bud. What, what would your reaction have been? I would have wondered why, and then I would have been like, well, it's probably because I mentioned Mark Stoops in a names to watch list for the MSU coach. Mm. Um, and I would have thought, you know what? There's probably a lot of Kentucky fans who are going to see that, like Cincinnati fans have. Uh, and sure. are going to react and say, no, he'd never leave us for you because no one ever wants a coach that they like to leave. And right. Kentucky really likes Mark Stoops right now. Yep. And I would have been like, okay, that that makes some sense. And I would have just said to them like, hey, guys, you know, I put him fifth on the list. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's just a name uh, I mm-hmm. threw out there because it, it, there's some things that really make sense about it. And I think it'd be a good fit. Right. That's I think that yep. would have been totally appropriate. What happened was. What had happened was, and we'll uh, move on from this after this, but I just have to say this blew mm-hmm. me away. I wrote that uh, some of the challenges for the Kentucky job, maybe some of the reasons that uh, someone wouldn't want the job. Um, and this is like direct quote is that Kentucky doesn't have the resources of the big boys in the SEC and they will always be football will always be a second fiddle to the basketball program. You would not believe the pushback I got on both of those things. I had people telling me that Kentucky is on mm-hmm. par with Alabama, with mm-hmm. LSU, with a mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. Florida, with Georgia oh, when it comes Absolutely. to facilities, stadium, 
Oh yeah. Recruiting coaches abilities <laughs> right and ultimate ceiling and mm-hmm. that basketball and football people were just as excited about football and in big blue nation as they were about basketball and they i should be flattered that you even mentioned their coach in this list they, they should have been <laughs> commending you for for this it is a testament to what mark stoops has achieved yes <laughs> that yes. i would even consider him to put on this list mm-hmm. someone said Kentucky is more likely to poach a coach from Michigan State. That's not true. <laughs> that not in, are we still talking football right now? We're still I still talking football. Be, okay. Okay. Someone mm. also said to me, and I'm not joking, Matt. This is 100 okay. serious. Someone mm. said to me, Kentucky football is one year away from playing against Georgia for a chance to go to the SEC title game. <laughs> oh, I I don't know about that. Lord, <laughs> and it was like. Wait. No, they had that chance last year, and it went horribly wrong. So, no, no. So, someone said, oh, yeah, he really wants to go to Michigan State coming off back-to-back seven and six seasons. <laughs> like Kentucky went eight and five last year. What? I was going to say, I'm sorry, I must have missed their, their Orange Bowl game or their Sugar Bowl game this year. <laughs> what are you talking about? They played half the season with a receiver at quarterback. I, yes, and it was fun, and too. It was, it was awesome. very fun. Oh, it made it me works so out. sad. I love that, but I will clown your fans. It made yeah. me so sad because I love Kentucky. Like, hey, look at maybe they're doing something um yeah. someone else was like you think stoops wants to leave the sec to go to the easier little town i'm like buddy you're not sec oh boy you're sec the way vanderbilt's sec <laughs> you, I'm, I'm sorry you are the team that people forget about when they're listing the sec football teams oh mm-hmm. yeah kentucky Correct. Oh, all, yeah. all correct. Well, Just, way to stick through that. Way to power through that. But the, the the funniest thing is I wasn't even like making a comparison like Kentucky or Michigan State. Who's in a better place right now? The entire point was you can't win at Kentucky. And mm-hmm. everyone who like came at me just refused to acknowledge like where their stuff ranks within the conference. I had someone tell me that their facilities, like I listed like, okay, your, your facilities are seventh. According to this rating here, your coaches, head coaches, salary is seventh, your highest paid assistant is 17th in the conference. Your stadium is one of the worst in the conference. And they responded. So you're their upper half in the sec. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) (sighs) You you guys do you, you You guys are doing great. I was like, you know what? Whatever. We're at an impasse. It was wild. I had never, yeah, we're not going to go anywhere with this conversation. Just (laughs) have fun down in Lexington, dude. Yeah. The, the best football season Kentucky has had in the last, I don't know, 30 years. Sure. <laughs> it was yeah, literally that. Michigan State's sixth best season the last decade. If the Holiday Bowl season is basically their best. Like they lost the game yeah. to the good yeah. team to win the division, which is what and Michigan don't get, State. Don't get me wrong. Nice season. For, Wisconsin, for, for Kentucky, that, that is a good season. Yeah. That's a good season. Congratulations. Make but, it oh, moves. Okay. All right. Well, sometimes, you know, you just need a reality check yeah, in this life. So. It, was, it was incredible. Um, but let's talk about Michigan State. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. Full transparency right now. The last two hours of this night, I've been playing pickup basketball, not really around my phone, except I was for about a 10-minute span there. We'll get into that later. Did I miss anything? No. Like Later at night? Oh, great. Okay. I kind of knew that this was going to be an annoying day when I woke up at like uh, 8.45. I'm a late riser. Check my phone, and there was no no juice on the Twitter feed. That's when I realized, like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be a, a long dragged out day with a lot of malarkey. So, 
And it was. And it was. Not as fun as yesterday. No. Not as fun as Wednesday. So, so we've got um, conflicting reports. Uh, Detroit News, Tony Paul, um, and I think Solari from the Free Press. Or No, I don't mm-hmm. think it was Solari. It was someone else from the Free Press. Um, both reported that there's no deal imminent with anyone. Don't expect anything until next week. To be announced, they haven't interviewed any candidates. They're still figuring out who they want to contact. Okay, so the other so, report that you heard must be close to that then, right? So that's the one report is the search hasn't quite started yet. Okay. The other reports from hmm. Jim Camperoni and the guys over at Spartan Mag, uh, Alan True as well, um, mm-hmm. who does recruiting and is well-sourced within, uh, works 24-7, have said that the deal is essentially done and Luke Fickle is the coach of Michigan State. <laughs> I like those reports. I I choose those for the ones I want to believe. We have, it's crazy. Like, is there anyone in the middle? Like, is is there anyone saying like, yeah, they interviewed two guys? You know, they're no. Okay, good. It's it's fickle has the job. Nobody's been interviewed. And perfect. I I know you texted me that I'm not. You weren't having any fun today. No, none. I loved it. I am. Oh, I is I love flight tracker season. I love. Conflicting reports season. I love mm-hmm. a deal is imminent season. I love nobody's been interviewed yet season. I love it all. I'm here for the entirety of this coaching search as long as Luke Fickle ends up as the head coach. Okay, fine. I, I like the conclusion to, to that route that you're going. Um, everything leading up to that, I can't handle this, man. It's a good thing it's been 13, 14 years since this has all gone down. So. Yeah, this is uh, brutal, and I can't. Oh, just the, the news that this is going to carry on to the weekend just tickles me. What oh, is your what's great. your stress level one to ten? Honestly, honestly, seven, seven. Really? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Because well, I'm so scarred, you know. Like, th- th- hey, I'm not going to break you news here. The football season really, really wasn't a, a, a season of optimism. Needless to say, you know, you're sitting there, you're watching the Illinois game, you're up twenty-eight-three, and all of a sudden. Oh boy, uh, the Eli and I are celebrating on the field. They just won this game. Th- this to me would feel like the that game, but with a much, much longer lasting impact. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little stressed. I'm a little stressed. The worst thing that's happened is me having a Twitter account and being online Wednesday when all the smoke <laughs> was just coming out. That oh, oh, Fickle might as well be getting in the jet right now. And then uh, now apparently we haven't talked to anyone or we're just waiting for the ink to dry in the contract. So this is, uh, yeah, a lot of uncertainty. I don't do well with uncertainty, Will. So There are enough credible people saying that Fickle's the guy and this thing is just getting sorted out. They're finishing the contract. Perfect. That I'm willing to lean that way and think, you know, maybe um, – you notice it's like the two big papers are the only ones sort of conflicting. The Not that um, Rivals or 24-7 are like small-time or bloggy or anything like that. Fan mm-hmm. sites, as the uh, Big J journalists like to say. Um, but they're just, you know, it's a different style, certainly. But those guys are certainly, you know, Camperoni and Alan True. And like they've people, they've broken news. They're, I have no reason to believe they're not well-connected. Sure. So part of me thinks like, you know, maybe there's some like, let's not have this happen so fast. Let's make sure, you know, it doesn't feel rushed. Let's make sure we do all this. Let's try to negotiate a little bit in public and, you know, make fickle kind of not wait around, but like, all right, we're not 
you know, we're not desperate. We we definitely want you, but we're going to get a fair deal here as mm-hmm. opposed to name your price. Let's get this thing done. Dear God, we need it. Um, let's, let's pause here for a second. We'll continue with this coaching search stuff and then we'll jump into your, uh, your righteous anger. Okay. So just to sort of finish off that point, like you, you, you can't take too long. It's February 5th as we record this, February 6th. Like you can't mm-hmm. hire somebody on February 13th. I, no, God, just the idea of that is stressing me out even more. Yeah. Like that is no time to get in there, complete a staff, mm-hmm. touch base with all the players, get everyone in there, get everyone organized, get the playbook out, learn the plays, get everyone ready in time for spring practice. You just run like Veer at that point, right? <laughs> right yes, like, you, you, just, you don't install like an air raid offense or anything like that. You just do straight T, wing, Veer, offense, whatever you want yes. to do. The the entire spring game is 32 and 33 Veer countered with 30 and 31 trap in belly. And just like, we've run Give it. Give it to me. Fine, we run whatever. It, yeah, Veer pass, <laughs> Viper, just tight end pop pass, slot guy, yes. or not slot guy, split end runs and out. Other split mm-hmm. end runs a go, and, and we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, college football zigs, we zag, baby. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah, like, it needs to, as quick as they can get it done, that's the that's how they need to do it. And that's what happens when your coach resigns on February 4th. Um, you got to go quick. So I don't think they're, who knows, I hope they're not putzing around like, well, we got to make sure yeah. we do our due diligence, and we'll start interviewing people next week, and then we'll take a week to think about Like, that can't happen. I'm so sick of the word due diligence. Like, I, I get it makes sense, you know, job <laughs> interviews, whatever. Uh, the, the, the due diligence should be getting in a plane, flying to Cincinnati, and coming back with Luke Fickle with a burlap sack over his head. That, that's, that's due diligence. You get Fickle here. Like, I, I don't need the whole, like, oh, yeah, let's interview Brett Bielma. Oh, hey, what's Shermer doing right now? Let's make sure Trestle. Get, get out of yeah. here. Are you kidding let's me? Let's make like, sure Trestle gets an interview. Oh, on yeah, M- Mr. Rush 3 on third and lawn. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's bring him in and, and act like this is a real interview. Come on. Let's let's cut to the chase. He's a good DC. You're too hard on him. No, he's fine. He made it's some just, bad I'm scarred choices. by a few plays. I'm scarred by a few plays. What can I say? <laughs> they, Other than made, that, he, he is fine. They collectively made some bad choices. Um, Yeah, arguably in big moments too. But hey, who am I to say? I'm not a you know a football genius. So, um, yeah. Someone is uh, – actually not someone. A number of people have reached out to me and asked, you know, why is everyone so fired up about Fickle? I've seen people like, really, Fickle? Like why, why is – you know, really? Are we this mm-hmm. fired up? Is he actually a good hire? Um. So real quick, and I think that's fair because if you hopped online sure. and you're not super into college football, super connected, following Fickle or recruiting or anything like that, you'd be like, okay, but I, why are we so excited? Like that makes sense, and it happened so fast, totally, that yep. everyone was just like, Fickle, 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 yep, and we never took a minute to be like, here's why we like Fickle. So, mm-hmm. um, real quick, and then we'll move on to basketball. This is just what I've been saying to people, and I tweeted this out. Um, but I just wanted to do it on the pod as well. So I'll just read this real quick. And a lot of people bring up him going, um, was it six and seven? Yeah, six and seven as interim coach or seven and yes. six, whatever it was. Uh, interim coach at Ohio State, his one year, um, which is, you know, the worst record Ohio State's had in, in decades. But first off, the Ohio State was an absolute tire fire. Um, oh, yeah. Tressel, Mike Tressel, or Mike Tressel, Jim Tressel, uh, it was put on sanctions. Terrell Pryor left. A bunch of people were leaving. 
Um, I think maybe Beanie Wells may have been leaving too. A bunch of players were leaving. Uh, Trestle got put on sanctions, five-game suspension. They promote uh, Fickle to interim, and then, oh, whoops, Jim Trestle resigns. The program's yours. Uh, we're in a free fall. And that was, like, end of May. So, like, <laughs> right. good luck, middle yep. <laughs> of everything. And he's a 30-whatever, 30, 36-, 37-year-old defensive coordinator who's just been handed um, a, a glowing tire fire and say, don't screw it up. Who was the quarterback? Was it Bosserman? Joe, Am Joe, I that right? Joe Bosserman. Yeah, not necessarily Terrell Pryor or JT yeah. Barrett either. He had yeah. to work with. Yeah. Braxton Miller was a true freshman and he played a little bit, but it was like a series here, a series there. Joe Bosserman, like it, it wasn't a very talented Ohio State team. Um, yeah. And that year, they played a bunch of really close games, lost to some good teams, certainly weren't themselves. Um, but under the circumstances, the job was to keep the ship afloat. And the ship kept afloat, and they hired Urban Meyer. And there's a reason Urban Meyer was like, "You gotta stay fickle." Uh, th- that's it, right there. Yeah. yeah. Like, and fickle stayed as D coordinator. Was with them when they won the national championship in 2014. Um, left uh, to go to Cincinnati for the 2017 season. Uh, last two seasons at Cincinnati, his teams have won 11 games. I think 11 and three, and 11 and two. Um, so one of the better G5, uh, you know, top three behind, you know, UCF's been great, Boise certainly, mm-hmm. but like Cincinnati's been right there as a, among the best uh, group of five teams the last couple of years. Uh, his 2020 recruiting cra- class, this recruiting class, uh, is better than Michigan State <laughs> um, and is one of the best G5 classes ever behind the Houston class that had Ed Oliver. We talked about the little that a little bit. Again, national yep. championship defensive coordinator, uh, national championship uh, when o- in Ohio State uh, in 02. He was a special teams coordinator um, on that national championship team as well. Really was respected defensive mind as an ace recruiter. Um, just one of the best recruiters you're going to find out there. Like, again, Pulling a top 40 class at Cincinnati is insane. It's insane. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, it, like, I think he could come to Michigan State and get top 20 classes every year, and that would be wonderful. Um, and he comes from the D'Antonio tree. He's very similar to D'Antonio. He's tough, no nonsense, hates the University of Michigan, strong Midwest ties, as a, a killer in the Midwest recruiting, knows Everybody, because of his time at Ohio State, is very well-liked, well-respected, doesn't have an ounce of controversy anywhere around him, um, and has shown the ability to be more innovative on offense, be more hands-off. Like I said, he was Urban Meyer's DC for, um, was it 12, 13, 14, 15, I think? So four years, uh, was Urban Meyer's defensive coordinator around Ryan Day as well. Certainly, you would think some of those ideas... He's rubbed off on him a little bit, um, and Cincinnati has had some good offenses. They were really good a couple of years ago, kind of meh last year. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of she's shown the the ability to be a little bit more modern on the offensive side of the football. Oh god, am I supposed to follow that up with like anything additional? Because yeah, that, that pretty much knocks it did all. I, did out I of the did park. I cover? Yeah, I just want to make sure to cover it because I I totally yeah. get that. You're like I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Um, about Luke and even, Fickle and yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Even like an anecdotal thing too, like just the whole like knowing Mark D'Antonio and them like having a relationship where maybe they can work together as you know he wins his way into year one or two in the system as well. Like I, they also have similar backgrounds. I mean, yeah, it's it just even at that level too. It's it, it's just a I guess like a sense of comfort 
it would be coming to East Lansing, you know. And of course, like, how old is he? Like forty six, I think I want to say something like that. Like, he brings youth. Yeah, yeah, I think he. Is youth 46. doesn't hurt, man. So yeah, it's it's nice to have a guy. And you hear these other names too, you know, Bielma, Shermer, whatever. I, like, I I kind of want some youth, man. I don't know, like that. I, I'm sorry if I'm uh, committing ageism right now, but hey, you know, forty six years old. That's a pretty good sweet spot for a new head coach you want to bring on to a program that needs a revival of energy. Yeah, so. yeah, it's, it's a bring in an energy, um, which he certainly would. This would be a place where I think he it's like a mentor-mentee relationship with D'Antonio. He talked with D'Antonio on the phone yep. a couple of weeks ago. Like, the guys talk all the time, and he said yep. on that serious show, like, you know, whenever I've had troubles with anything or questions or just wanted to chat, uh, I talked with Mark. It's absolutely that kind of relationship, and I think – if he's into it, if he really wants to come to Michigan State, it could be something where he comes here, can win big, build on the foundation laid by D'Antonio, perhaps, you know, who knows if they ever reach that level, but perhaps, you know, with increase in recruiting, the facility upgrades are coming as well, um, you know, maybe take it beyond that next level and compete at an even higher level like he has at Ohio State uh, and be, you know, here for a decade kind of thing. Um, that's yep. like the most optimistic, like if it works out perfectly, but that's kind of why you could see it working out for a long-term thing and just kind of going from one long tenured, successful winningest coach ever to like, you know, maybe fickle D'Antonio said he wants the next guy to break his record. And, you know, fickle is someone you could look at that and be like, I could see him being successful enough and staying around long enough to potentially challenge that. Well said. So, yep. All right, that's that's why we like Luke Fickle. That's why everyone's been so excited. There's a, a lot to like uh, about him and the success he's had uh, pretty much every stop of the way in his uh, career. All right, we ran a little bit long, but when we come back, Matt goes absolutely insane on the Detroit Free Press, <laughs> and we talk uh, about we'll Michigan, we'll see. Michigan State basketball. So we'll do that here in just a second. All right, Matt. Michigan State is playing Michigan in basketball this weekend, mm-hmm. and everybody is looking forward to the big matchup yes. between Cassius Winston yes. and Michigan's star point guard, Jeff Jackson. Yes. Yep, Jeff Jackson Simpson, I believe. Uh, I don't know how many times this guy's going to change his name throughout his college career, but hey. Is that, it hyphenated? You know. is, is Jeff Jackson Simpson hyphenated? I think today it is. Tomorrow it'll be different. Okay. Um, yeah, but we're not sure. So now, now it's time to like put my uh, – yeah, I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, sure, I'm upset. Whatever, I'll, I'll put my upset face on. Um, and I'm tired of biting my tongue on the whole blue wall thing. You know, I, I was in journalism for a little bit, so I don't know if it's like you know respect for profession that I've worked a little in. I don't know if it's respect for people that work in the profession, or I don't know if it's just ignorance, but for a long time – I kind of bit my tongue on the whole blue wall thing. Like, oh, it, there's not a bias. No, it, it looks like that, sure. But in reality, this is how it I, – I, I'm done with it. So, like I said – okay. Like I said, just to back this up, and this is going to sound cocky, arrogant, but I just want to flex my credentials really quick. Okay. I worked at the State News for two years. We won national titles there. I won individual national titles a, as the paper, and we won as a group. In my three-year career, won national awards, won Michigan Rookie of the Year, Walked away on my own terms, lucky enough to do that. Why am I saying this? Not just to flex, but really, I know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to this sort of stuff and how things should be treated in the media. Uh, So, okay, let's fast forward. 2017, a lot of stuff is hitting the fan at MSU. Everything should be reported, honestly. All the horrible things. It sucks to read every single day. It's very uncomfortable. But, hey, when you're a major, major university, when you screw up, you get called out for it. 
There were two instances, though, that I thought were a little interesting, though, around that time period, you know, when the media was piling on a little bit, you could say. The LJ Scott traffic infractions, fine, whatever. Happened six, seven times. I, yeah, when it gets up to that number, maybe, you know, you should bring it up. No drunk driving, no manslaughter charges. No, no it's just like your run-of-the-mill traffic infraction, stuff like that. Speeding. And then 2017. Speeding. Just speeding. No, that, that's okay. But And then there's another story in 2017, too. And you're insane if you think I would ever forget this, but they ran a story about a backup cornerback who played for two years at MSU, who 15 years after he stepped off campus, got arrested for selling heroin in Arizona. Well, where was that on the Free Press website? Was it kind of was it not on there? What was it on there? But like in the secondary area? Oh no, it was the front page. That's right. A guy who was a nobody at Michigan State got caught slinging dope in Arizona, and you would have thought it was Kirk Cousins by the way they treated it. Okay. 2017, it, fine, okay, there, there's a lot of piling on here. Whatever. It is what it is. Well, as long as you treat it all fair, that's fine. Well, what happened two weeks ago at 3 in the morning in Ann Arbor? What happened? It, it, did a star point guard for a certain 12th place team crash a car that wasn't even his, but the athletic directors into a light pole, stumbled out of the car, denied being the driver, gave a wrong name, wasn't issued a breathalyzer? Did that happen two weeks ago? I believe it did. Oh, it did. Okay. So, oh, wow. Well, when did this, surely it must have come out, you know, close to two weeks ago or something like that. Oh, no, no. That's right. Those details came out about 3 p.m. today. 3 p.m. Okay. Wow, that's great. Um, hmm. We yeah, should let, let's just... just real quick, Xavier Simpson, Michigan's point guard, uh, a couple weeks ago at three in the morning, crashed his car into a pole on campus. Mm-hmm. Um initially lied to police, said he didn't crash a car, gave them a false name. Mm-hmm. Um, they realized who he was because he's a recognizable figure. Um, sure. He stumbled into the car, according to the report, uh, while trying to reach for uh, the you know information of the car, the registration insurance. Turns out the car is registered to the uh, athletic director of the University of Michigan's uh, wife, Ward Manuel's wife, um, their son, I forget his name, is uh, a manager on the team. But again, three in the morning, all this stuff happens. Um, Mm -hmm. No breathalyzer or anything like that is issued. And Simpson said he slid on ice and he is cited uh, for speeding and left on his merry way. And that's why he was suspended for one game. But continue. Yeah, no, and that's all fair because who amongst us hasn't just ran into a light pole (laughs) at three in the morning on a weekday? No, that's just total normal behavior. Completely. Yeah, and then denying to be the driver and then giving a fake name and then stumbling all over the place like you got Cassius Winston uh, on the other side of the ball of you. Um, yeah, no, that's weird. So you hop on and, oh, that's okay. So well, minor papers, uh, they're re- reporting on it. Okay, good. hey, good for the Michigan Daily Student newspaper. They're doing something on it. Oh, okay, that's good. The, the news has something. This all dropped at 3 p.m. It's about quarter after 9 p.m. Who doesn't have anything written on it? No tweets, no stories. The Detroit Free Press. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Detroit Free Press, but they tout themselves as one of the biggest, and they are the biggest paper in the Detroit area. Why do they get a free pass? The starting point guard of the team that they beloved, the starting point guard of the biggest university in the state, wraps an 80s car around a pole. No breathalyzer at 3 a.m. Okay, no, that, that's fine. No, free press, you know what? That's fine because I know you guys are still working on the story where Taylor Luan intimidated 
Brandon Gibbons' victim and said he was going to rape her. I know you guys are working on that story. And do you know why I know that story? It's because other publications have written about it because they have the balls to do it. This isn't a fan club at these other places like it is the free press. Their cowards have, their, their editors aren't cowards. They have spines. Their beat writers aren't just fan club members. They actually write. When is the free press going to get one of those people? When are they going to do that? You guys had a great time piling on in 2017. Hey, LJ Scott sped this one time. Hey, this guy who was a nobody 15 years ago sold dope in Arizona. Front page news, front page news. Starting point guard, white pole, AD's car, stumbling, wrong name, no breathalyzer. Free press, where the hell are you? Took you seven hours to break that story. Seven hours. Don't tell me there's not a blue wall anymore. I'm, I'm done with it. They get, they get a free pass. Every single press conference, he's never questioned. Never, Harbaugh is never questioned. And when he is, that media member is ostracized. Whenever Harbaugh gets his ass kicked in any big game he ever coaches, is there a column calling him out? No, no. It's just always, oh, well, they're only this far away. And how are they supposed to compete with Ohio State and everything? Get the hell out of here. Do your job. Do your job. You're the biggest paper in Detroit. You're not a fan rag. Start acting like it. Start acting like it. I'm done with this blue wall. I'm, I'm done with it. MSU's behind the eight ball. And MSU has screwed up a ton. They should get written about every time they do screw up at the level they have. And this isn't a Solari thing. This isn't a Graham Couch thing or anyone reporting on anything that MSU has done. Do you know why? Because that's called doing your job. Free press, whenever you guys want to start doing it, go ahead. Please be my guest. So Michigan is 27th in Ken Palm, 33 on offense, 35th on defense. Uh, you know, pretty uh, balanced on both sides of the ball there, Matt. Uh, good at yeah, two well, points. So surely they must be playing on a Thursday if the Big Ten tournament started today, right? I mean, they're, surely they're not slotted for a Wednesday game right now. <laughs> they are 4-7 and seven in the conference. Uh, Trash team. Trash team. 12th place. Um had a nice start to the season, but have gone, what are they, three and uh, five? One, two, three, four, five, three and six in their last nine. Uh, really since conference plays got going. This one's kind of a, uh, like Michigan State has to go in there and win this game, especially after uh, losing to Penn State in the manner that they did. Um, God. Yeah, you gotta you got to get a road game at some point. You got to get multiple road games. You can't afford to slip to eight and five in the conference, fall into third place, and be like scrapping. Like, if you want to win the conference, you got to win this game. I, oh, God, I would say so. Yeah. I mean, you talk about a moral win. No, this is like actually means something win <laughs> as far as the standings go. So, whoo-hoo. yeah. And it's going to be painful, isn't it? <laughs> we'll see. Um, if there's something that can snap Michigan State out of these road starts, maybe it's facing Michigan. Like maybe that's enough to do it. And you know, Michigan State, they're just they're a game back in the loss column. Illinois and Maryland are about to play. One of them's gonna get a loss. Michigan oh, State right. is playing at Illinois later. Um oh, what freaking day is that? Uh at Illinois uh, Tuesday? uh next Tuesday. Friday. Oh no. Oh, I'm on. Where am I? I'm on Maryland's page. Why am yeah, I? On on, I was gonna say page? Friday. Oh I was no! Like, Wait a second. <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah, God. I was like, no, it's next week. They're playing uh, at Illinois next Tuesday. Then they have Maryland home on Saturday. So like, this is the stretch. This stretch decides the season. If you go three and zero, which is gonna be tough as hell, but if they go three and zero, 
if they can get their act together and play consistently well. That'd be wild, first of all. It'd be absolutely <laughs> wild. I would be shocked. But that's how you win the conference. You got to go 3-0 and <laughs> in these next three. That easy? Uh, and it's, that easy, Will? <laughs> it's, just, it's that easy. Um, can't afford a loss Good. to... Uh, maybe you can lose to uh, Illinois, but you can't lose to Maryland at home because you got to go to Maryland uh, later in the season. Yeah, it's uh, tough sledding. They're better than Michigan. They're playing on the road. That always makes it tough. We know the road starts. Play well. Do your thing. You match up well against them. You, you should beat them. You just, just play like we know you can. Uh, where have we heard? Where, where have you heard this before, though? Oh, <laughs> I mean, just I just the last Every thousand game. road games. Just all the uh, road games. Oh boy! And the home. Am I game. really going to start drinking that early on Saturday? Is is that really what I'm about to do? I think it is. I think it is. I think it has to be. What time's the game? Noon. I think it's noon. Yeah. Noon. Fox. Nooner. <sighs> Sick of all these Fox games. These it's probably Gus Johnson then, right? These Foxing games. Uh yeah, I'm sure it is. Great. All right. Great, great, great. That's going to do it for us, Matt. Yeah, I forgot to add that the only reason the Free Press even posted anything is because I tweeted and that caught fire. And they, oh, oh, well, get the hamster spinning. We got to get a story out there. But I totally forgot. Yeah, that was the premise. Yeah, no, I mean, other than me being the reason that there is a story up there right now. And yeah, I I will toot my own horn. Yeah, I am feeling myself right now. But hey, I get results and I got results. So yeah, whenever the Free Press, I I know my uh, direct deposit is still hooked up to Gannett. Whenever you guys want to pay me, go ahead. Bank accounts open. Good luck so. with that. No, I, I I put my due diligence in. I did something that no one in their office was doing. Telling them to write a damn story. I mean, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but yeah, other than that, no, I think I got it all off my chest. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm not going to be a moron anymore and act like this blue wall thing isn't a, a real issue. I mean, God. Why, why, why lie to myself anymore? Um. We should also say someone on Spartan Tailgate, the post of the day. We're going to call it the Spartan Tailgate Fickle Watch post of the day. I just looked at Zillow. Someone just bought a house in Okemos by the high school in the Okemos Preserve <laughs> Sub for $247,000 or $247,500 initials LF. This is it. He is here. <laughs> I, I, I read that one at work and I like laughed out loud like a maniac, like at, at my, my best. Like people was like heads returned, like, is he okay? No, I'm not okay. <laughs> I am here for that one got me good. I'm that here for all of those. Every single oh, one. Of course. Of, them. of course. All right, that's gonna do it for us here in Locked on Spartans. Uh thanks so much for listening. All week's been a crazy week. Um selfishly i hope this stuff continues and we can talk about it throughout the next week no no i I want this i I want the plug pulled on this thing like 9 a.m tomorrow stat we'll be uh we'll be back monday to talk about any developments over the weekend and the uh the basketball game as well we'll see how things go uh and if anything breaks um we will do our best one of us hopefully both of us will do our best to cobble together a quick reaction podcast so you don't have to wait until monday to uh hear our awesome takes that you're just dying to hear so that's uh that's the plan for the next few days here as uh as fickle watch creeps into day three and four matt wait 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 reminder to rate review and subscribe to the podcast nice snuck that in you can find Lockdown Spartans yeah. wherever you get your podcast. And again, thanks to everyone for uh, listening this week. A uh, couple of record days, not surprisingly, just given the news. Um, so we really appreciate that. We hope you stick around. Matt, take us home.
Uh, first off, I would like to apologize to my wife for waking her up during that last rant. And number two, Fickle, please come home. Please come home, Luke. Please come to your home in Okemos. It's waiting for you. Please.